Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Bringing you up to the minute industry news. Time for me to tell you about the biggest tournament in the history of Daily Fantasy Sports. Interviews from the biggest names in the industry. The one and only Condia. Head Chopper joins us now to talk about this weekend in Daily Fantasy Football. Now on the podcast, Napster Man. And game analysis to save you time and help you build your bankroll. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head game, you are just going to lose. Here is your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Dan Bach. What's up, what's up? Welcome back, Grinders. It's the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. We're back here the day after 4th of July. I hope you all enjoyed time with your family. Hope you enjoyed some fireworks, some great food. Hope you enjoyed the games. We had some really cool games. There was lots of DFS stuff going on, but... Uh, but yeah, it was definitely a good time, and now we're, we're back at it after the holiday, back to the grind, back to a nice 12-game MLB slate we have here. I'm Josh, Sir Giant, as always, with my co-host, Travis, Mr. Chalk Mangone, covering the Fantasy Fix podcast for Dan Bach once again for you guys. Travis, how you doing today, buddy? Good, good. Uh, excited to be here. Uh, it's a pretty good slate, too. I like it a lot. So yeah, let's dive in. I'm a big fan of this slate. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, yesterday... Uh, it was a it was a good day for you. you. You know, relax a little bit. You're talking about hanging out. I think uh, I texted you at one point. You told me you built your lineup from a hammock yesterday. <laughs> that you were rolling yeah, out. I just, my late team. Yeah, I didn't care. I was like, I, 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 I well, I, I had I had the two stacks I wanted, so that was fine. But I was just like, I, I, I put in my five Rockies that I wanted before I left, and I was like, I'll figure out those three in the pitcher when I get there. So I, I was at a barbecue, had a good time, and I had a fun time there. So pretty. Pretty fun day, but yeah, the night slate didn't go well because Homer Bailey, like, I don't know. he I didn't see what he did, but someone on Twitter told us that he was, like, throwing a two-hitter or something, and I just laughed. Bailey the goat, man. Homer Bailey. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what's better than that, man? Hanging out, you know, family and friends in a hammock at a barbecue, building DFS lineups, watching some baseball. It sounds like a good day to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. can't complain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a very nice slate we have here. Before we hop into the analysis, go ahead, give us both. A follow on Twitter. My handle is at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. M A N G O N E. You know, go ahead shoot any uh, shoot over any questions or comments you might have, or you know, if you just want to talk DFS, we're always here to, to interact with you guys. We love doing that stuff. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we're ready to hop into this and uh, give a look. By the way, to our sponsor site fantasy draft for the podcast fantasy draft has some good tournaments going on over there love their format over there been experimenting with a few different things on the site there with the format and having a good time so definitely give it a look over there if you haven't sign up through the referral links on rotor grinders and you'll get some cool stuff yeah, also josh with fantasy draft same promo as the other day um if you don't know what the promo is, it's normally easier to look it up in the forums right it's it's pinned at the top uh but i'll explain it to you real quick 
Um, so every entry you get into the 100k walk-off earns you two raffle tickets. I and mean, you get max entry, uh, and it gets you 100 raffle tickets. And then we're going to do a raffle. And then from the raffle, you get to draw a bunch of different stuff out. From We'll do a drawing, and there you could draw out two set of MLB tickets to a regular season game of your choice. So whichever game you want to go to in your area, I'm assuming, because that's just my guess. You're going to go to somewhere nearby. Um then you can get a uh, one hundred. You can get a one hundred nine dollar fantasy draft PGA Championship live qualifier entry, which is a pretty nice entry fee. So uh, yeah, I would jump in on that too. Like that's something I would consider wanting to pick up the raffle. Uh, two pieces of premium fantasy gear uh, autographed by a pro athlete. Twenty Rotor Grinders T-shirts and uh, ten fantasy draft shirts or hats or winner's choice. So. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of different things with this raffle. So as long as you put entries into that 100k walk off, and you have to be an RG uh, RG member, RG uh, not RG member, an RG uh, premium member. Like you use the premium code, uh, either a new one or a future one. And if you want to use it and you haven't played fantasy draft, uh, just use the code Grinders, uh, and that'll get you in there on that. So. Uh, yeah, that's about it for the raffle, but just jump on that 100k walk-off. Uh, Fantasy Draft normally has, like, some pretty, like, smaller tournaments, but, like, this is one of the bigger ones where, like, they're prepping for it, you know, and they really uh, have a nice prize pool at the end. So uh, jump in on that. And as I said, you know, the format there is really cool. We don't have to play catchers, which is uh, something that we always like to en uh, enjoy talking about because uh, sometimes it's tough with the catcher position in baseball. Not that much depth at the position usually, but, uh, but yeah. So go ahead and do that. Sign up through the link if you haven't already. If you did sign up through the link, hop into that promo. Very cool promo. Uh, Roto-Grind is always doing lots of cool things like that. So, uh, But, yeah, uh, I think we're ready to hop into the analysis now. Look at the pitching here. Now, you know, I feel like for me it's pretty clear the routes I'm going to go here on this slate with the pitchers, which is kind of relieving because, you know, uh, we've had a few slates recently where it's kind of tough to figure out the pitching situation. Uh you know, for me, uh, the top option on the slate is going to be Alex Wood. Uh, absolute beast this season, uh, going undefeated. His, his ground ball, like just starting with like his ground ball, his ground ball rates here are just absolutely elite. 61.9% to righties, 68.3% to lefties, and his fly ball rate's super down. 16.1% to righties, 15% to lefties. Strikeout rate is there, man. 31.2% to righties, which is insane for, you know, for a left-handed pitcher. You know, such great reverse splits there in the strikeout rate. 25.8% to lefties, nice and solid, too, above the league average. Walk rates are down. You know, hard contact is down. Uh, his ISO is just not giving up a lot of power either, under 100 to both sides of the plate. And I think that we have a little extra narrative here, uh, you know, talking about Alex Wood because... You know, he got kind of got snubbed on the All-Star game, which is something that's really making him upset, I think. Uh, it's definitely making a lot of the Dodgers fans upset or just fans in baseball because the guy's having such an incredible year. And for him to not be put on that All-Star team is kind of a, a joke, in my opinion. And I think he has every right to be upset. Uh, so I think that's going to give him a little extra push here. He might end up on the team if, like, uh, Kershaw throws... Uh, right before the All-Star break and, you know, they, they need an extra slot if there's any injuries that pop up. But, you know, it shouldn't even come down to that for a guy who's 9-0 and um, and, and has been throwing the way he's been throwing. You know, he should just have a spot on the All-Star team. So I think that extra narrative is going to push him here in this matchup. Gets a matchup at home, gets that park upgrade at Dodger Stadium, going against the Arizona team that early in the year we were uh, kind of, um, you know, a little hesitant going against lefties with these Arizona hitters. But if you look at the numbers now, 146 ISO against lefties, 293 Woba. It's all down. Babbitt is at 270, under 300. K percentage at 23% versus lefties. And, uh, you know, Kershaw was a lefty. Mowed right through them yesterday. So uh, I think this is a good spot for Wood. 
I think I'll be having a lot of wood, both in uh, in cash games for sure. He's going to be like an anchor, like put wood in and work around him. And in tournaments, I think he has the upside too. I think you can play him there too. So uh, Alex Wood for me is going to be the top option on the slate for pitching. Uh, how do you feel about Wood here, Travis? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Alex Wood's like the best play on the slate for me. Uh, I'm fan. He's only 9-4. Like I'll play him over there for sure. Like that's That price is just like egregious. So I wanted to mention that for sure. I mean, it's insane how cheap he is over there. Uh, so, yeah, you just plug him in your cash games. He's the easiest play on the board for me. I'll, I'm, I might even load up with him on tournaments, man. Like it's just such a good spot. Um, and the price tag is just way, way too cheap. Uh, it's kind of like like – I don't know what they're doing with their prices, but like Granky the other day was like nine four over there too, and like I don't know, it's just like I get Wood is kind of been cheaper all year, but like I assumed like they'd eventually have him up, and I thought maybe he'd be in the ten Ks this one, like slowly moving him up like they always do, but man, they're just slow to move him up. So Alice Wood is the top option though for me. Even on a site like Fantasy Draft, can like would you pay for Degrom for twenty twenty four thousand or go twenty? 20- 22.5K for uh, Alex Wood. I'll go 22.5K for Alex Wood instead. Uh, I think he's just the better play. And um, I'm not going to touch DeGrom uh, going up against the Nationals. I'm not going to mess around with that. But I could understand it being a good tournament play because it's a pivot off of De- off of Wood, right? Uh, and if DeGrom is lights out uh, and you get him at, like, really cheap ownership, yeah, I mean, he, he you know, he could have a fa- fantastic game there, right? It's not, not crazy for him, too. But Nationals, man, they are just... They're the Mets kryptonite, man. They cannot just get by them. It's just like the worst thing ever. So I'm just gonna totally pass on, uh, totally pass on Degrom today, and uh, just all on Alex Wood for me. I think. Yeah, Degrom is definitely a fade for me too, especially at this price tag. I mean, it just makes way more sense to just go with Wood. So uh, you know, even in tournaments, I don't think I'll have any Degrom. I think I'm just gonna have like no exposure to him on this slate. Just doesn't make sense with the you know the way the pricing here is on Wood. So uh, so that's where I'm going to end up going. Travis, I'm going to talk to you about my second favorite pitcher on the slate. And it's a guy that, you know, we use sparingly, but when he's in the right spot, uh, we usually end up rostering him. We've been pretty good on pinpointing him on our podcast on the weekend grind this season. So, uh, you know, it's good to, to have another spot where we could uh, target him. Uh, and, and I'm talking about Trevor Bauer here. Uh, Trevor Bauer at home against this Padres offense that – well, they've improved a little bit. You know, they still struggle against righties. Still have that 25.4% strikeout rate against righties. Uh, Trevor Bauer's strikeout rate against righties has been a lot higher than people think this season, man. 29.5%. That's a very high strikeout rate. 216 versus lefties, around the average. Walks have been like, eh, like, you know, 8% on both sides. But, you know, nothing that will really kill you. Uh, especially because, uh, you know, on the San Diego Padres, they don't really walk a ton. 6.4% walk rate. You know, I, I, I really feel like uh, Trevor Bauer is, is you know, a prime play on the slate here against the Padres. Makes a great SP2 on DraftKings. Uh, a fantasy draft, he's, he's, a, he's a good option too, cheap over there. 7.3K, though, on DraftKings. And on FanDuel, I think he makes a fantastic tournament option if you want to get away from the super justifiably chalky wood. Uh, you could get um, Trevor Bauer over there for 8.7. So I think at that price tag, people, it's a little too expensive to where people will just like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to pay you something for Bauer. I'll just go to Wood for 9.4, which kind of gives you an argument to play him in tournaments, you know. So, um, but on DraftKings for sure, you know, fantasy draft, places where you get a roster two pitchers, Bauer's definitely a clear cut SP2 option for me on the slate. Going to have a lot of Wood and Bauer combos going on in my lineups. How do you feel about Bauer here, Travis? Yeah, I don't mind him. Uh, 
I'll, I'll get a little exposure, but I'm not crazy about it. I don't know. This this league just seems pr- like I'm going to just keep it pretty simple, cut and dry. There's a lot of like weird guys you can like, you know, get exposure to. Right. And I'll get exposure to some of these guys like like a Trevor Bauer. Right. I'll get I'll get some exposure to him, but uh, I'm not in love with the play. Right. I mean, it's not a bad play. It's, it's the Padres. It's just simple streaming against the Padres. Uh, he's been decent this year. So that's kind of the reason for it. But there's a lot of those guys where. I still feel a little uneasy rostering. I'm like, here's another guy I feel uneasy rostering, like Garrett Cole. Like, uh, it's the Phillies, right? We've been streaming pitchers against the Phillies. It makes sense. Uh, but, man, Garrett Cole has been bad. Like, uh, he's been not doing so well, but he can he can go out there and have big games at times. So, uh, 20% strikeout rate against uh, lefties, 19.3% against uh, righties. Uh, it's it's tough for me to play Trevor Bauer. I'm not Trevor Bauer. It's tough for me to play Garrett Cole, but... Uh, I could see sprinkling him in in tournaments if you wanted to. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it, but I'm not in love with it. I think around that same price tag, uh, I think Zach Godley is an interesting option on the opposite side of Alex Wood. I get those lefties, like uh, you know, are are guys to be worried about uh, on the uh, on the Dodgers, right? There's a lot of a lot of good hitters uh, on that team, and like even Justin Turner too. Like he's there too. It's it's, it's a really deadly lineup, but. Uh, Zach Godley is uh, absolutely crushing it this year. His swinging strike rate uh, is really high. I mean, higher than it's supposed to be, like for Zach Godley, at least we would think. And then his, um, on top of that, Zach Godley's uh, his ground ball rate is uh, really nice this year. He's getting a ground ball percentage of 70% against lefties and 54.7% against righties. K percentage against righties is 25.5%. Lefties, 21.6%. I mean, Godley is like a, I think Godley is like a, a really good leverage play in tournaments off of Alex Wood. You get him for a cheaper price tag. And if Alex Wood somehow struggles, right? Say he struggles or even just lets up one home run or two, right? And Zach Godley pitches like a pretty good game. Like you're just leveraging over all the Alex Wood plays. So I think Alex Wood is like maybe my, uh, one of my favorite tournament options if you want to not play Wood because of the leverage play on it. And it's a, He's he's just a really good pitcher right now, and uh, it's something to uh, take note of. I don't know. What do you think about that, Josh? Yeah, I have some interest in Godley. I could see why the guy has had you know a pretty pretty good season so far, and keeping the ball down, getting some ground balls, and the swing strike rate uh, rate as you said has been higher than you'd expect out of a guy like this. So um, you know it was more comfortable when we got him for like super cheap, but uh, but I could definitely see him being a good tournament pivot here. I think I'm just gonna have a lot more Bauer because you know I could get Bauer for cheaper. Um, on DraftKings as my SP2, but uh, on, on FanDuel, I can see why you'd want to do that, you know, because you get them for 8.3, a little bit cheaper there. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's going to be tough on a one-pitcher site like FanDuel on the slate to to go, like, a, too far away from Wood, you know? Like, that's the thing. Like, I want to emphasize that, like, Alex Wood is the guy you probably want to have on a one-pitcher site, like, and, and a lot of, like, if like 80% Wood, maybe, if you want to do tournaments and then, like, sprinkle in some other guys. But, um, you know, I, I wouldn't pivot too heavy off of Wood here. And uh, on two pitcher sites, you know, like it, it just comes down to preference. Like I would prefer a guy like Bauer. Sounds like you would like Godley as an SP two option, you know, which I could uh, understand. We also have Mike Leak here uh, coming back, and I uh, threw a good game his last time out coming back off the DL. Uh, how do you feel about Mike Leak here? I mean, eight K on Fanduel obviously is like a hard pass, but you know, on DraftKings they kind of have him super cheap at six point four. You know, I think sparks a little interest. Uh, as an SP2 option here. Uh, how do you feel about Mike Leak uh, on two pitcher sites here, Travis? Yeah, like Fantasy Draft, he's 12.8K. Uh, he's one of those guys that's more of a better real-life pitcher than a uh, 
fantasy pitcher. I don't hate it if like it makes your lineup work, right? Like you have the your favorite pitcher and like you have your stack that you like with your one-offs and hey, Mike Leak fit that, right? Like uh just for instance, like yesterday on like uh fans was had like Trevor Cahill on it who scored like 26 fantasy points. Like I said, like I think pitching is totally irrelevant in tournaments, but uh, man, it can be pretty, uh, pretty. You can just win with if you need those big bats. Like uh, you know, those guys help. Although will help you win, they're part of the equation. So, um, if if it helps you get big bats, I don't, I don't totally hate it because the matchup's not that bad uh, against Miami, and he's he's like a he's a decent pitcher, right? He's not like a gas can or anything. Like I'm not gonna roster these guys who could you know get me negatives like uh, a Ben Lively. Like I'm not rostering him. Uh, it's just like not rostering like a pitcher in cores, uh, except maybe John Gray. Uh, let's move over to John Gray. What are you gonna do with him, Josh? Uh, do you think this is a good spot for John Gray or no? Hard fade. I like John Gray, and, I, and there'll be spots where I use him, especially when he's on the road going against teams that strike out a ton, but um just I don't I just can't touch pitchers and cores, man. I just I there's only very like there's only like a very small percentage of guys that I'll touch in cores. And those are guys that um I I like to, to work with guys who have a, a very um we'll say wide like pitch pitch option kind of like, you know, pitch artillery behind them. Like guys who throw so many different kinds of pitches that they can adjust to that altitude and make things work. So, okay, my curveball is not working. I could throw a slider or I could adjust the altitude and like, you know, overextend a little bit more. Like there's certain guys that like can adjust to that altitude in cores. And it's a very small percentage of guys that could do that. Uh, I just, I, John Gray, like, you know, he'll have a good game he, or two here, you know, here and there at home. But like, Cincinnati's not a team that you can make that mistake against. You know what I mean? And you could see it, you know, even like if you looked at his splits, um, you know, over the last couple seasons, like, you know, home and away, like he does struggle at home, you know, and it's because he's not hitting his spots and you, you put him against a deadly offense like Cincinnati, who has a lot of power, a lot of pop, a lot of ISO in that lineup. Uh, you can't afford to hang the ball high. You can't afford to make mistakes. You can't afford to hang those breaking balls. So, uh, I think he, there's a chance he has a, a decent game, but I just don't think the upside is there, and I don't think that he's priced cheap enough for me to want to make that kind of move um, to, to target him here. So uh, I'll, I'll be staying away from John Gray, and uh, you know, not not you know, he's not because I think he's absolutely horrible, just because I just don't, I really don't like the matchup here or, or the hitting environment that he's throwing in. So that's where I'm at on John Gray. What's your interest here, though? Sell me, Travis. I'm not selling you. I'm just asking. Uh, I, I don't think he's. I mean, it, he's just. I don't think it's the best spot. Like uh, Cincinnati is a pretty good offense, right? Uh, they're not like one. Like if it was a bad offense, there like an offense that strikes out a ton. I think I'd consider it, but this doesn't seem like the right spot for John Gray for me. Uh, I just figured I'd ask you and see if you had interest. I know sometimes people do have interest when I don't, and uh, I was just curious if the interest was there for you. So, um, how about Jason Vargas? Why is he so priced up high? He's like the fourth. Highest pitcher on like, on like every site. I was it asking, makes no sense. I was asking myself the same question. And if you look at uh, where Vegas thinks this game is going, like they don't think that you know they they actually have him as the underdog in this game. You know, um, they have him giving up a projected four and a half runs to Seattle. You know, maybe because like he's in Safeco, and maybe uh, they think the matchup against Seattle is. Um, because, you know, we have bats in Seattle that we love to target against lefties. Like, we have, like, our Nelson Cruzes. We have our Danny Valencias. We have Gene Segura. You know, these guys that we really like to target against lefties. But, um, but man, like, 
Like, they're not, like, the best team in the league against lefties by any means. They're actually, like, if you look at the numbers, they're actually a lot smaller than you'd think they'd be against lefties. Like, their ISO's only 149, Woba's only 310, Babbitt 320. And they still strike out, like, 20.5% of the time, like, 20.5% of the time to, to lefties. And their walk rate's super low, 5.3. So, like, those aren't, like, oh, my God, I have to stack this team against lefty numbers. You know what I mean? But... Uh, but I don't think it's enough to like put Jason Vargas up there in the same category as like Alex Wood, you know. <laughs> like I don't, I don't understand why why he's priced so high, but it's like a hard pass for me. Um, and I, I just, I guess, I'll hope that other people make the mistake of, of rostering Vargas at this price tag and eating up cap and realty in their, uh, in, you know, in their lineup and and go from there. But um, but yeah, definitely not going to be touching any Vargas. How about you, Travis? Yeah, no, no chance. Uh, it's, I mean, the game like doesn't look terrible. Like it looks kind of appealing a little bit, but I'm um, no, I'm not going to be playing Jason Vargas. I'm sorry. He does like he has been going a lot of innings, right? Like seven innings, seven, six, seven, five, and then a nine inning, three strikeout game. So, uh, but no, Jason Vargas is a is a hard pass for me here. But I just think I just thought it was funny that he was priced up so high. Uh, yeah, his strikeout really strike like rate. On this? His strikeout rate, by the way, against lefties is eleven point two percent. And his strikeout against righties is 20.3, like below the league average, too. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, his ground ball rate is 38% on both sides. It's not like he's, like, inducing a ton of ground balls. I I just I don't get it. I don't know. Um, so, definitely not going to be playing Vargas here. Uh, and plus, the Sierra is up over four. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stay. This is, out, like, a clear stay away from me. Uh, I'll actually probably talk about some Seattle bats later, though, going against them. Uh, who else Who else are you looking at here, Travis? Who are you going to ask about now? Well, no, I was, I mean, do you have anything else you like? Cause I, I mean, I'm good from here. Like there's not, I mean, <laughs> there's too many, there's too there's many already, options here cause it's a big slate, but like, it's very clear who we want to pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's obvious. Like there's Irvin Santana. Sure. If you think he's going to go com- complete game and uh, sure. I don't know. Like, if he's getting, you think he's got the stuff, but I don't think he does. Like, you know, he can, he can go deep into games though. Right. Like he, if you want a picture that could maybe go deep into a game, Irvin Santana could do that for you. Uh, but I, I mean, Santana's a guy I'll just pass on. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him. There's not a lot of upside there. Uh, like Ariel Miranda, like I, I just don't really want to play him. Uh, I don't know a ton about him if I'm being like completely honest. Like he's so something I should probably dive deeper in and see if maybe he's, he's not uh, bad. He, I mean, he's not bad. Like I know I, he's not yeah. bad. Yeah, I've probably been like too harsh on him, uh, but. Um, I don't know. Against Kansas City right now, they're they're kind of just like hitting the ball real well. I'm not really sh- missing a ton, like striking out. So I don't know. Uh, well, his main issue is five is balls, five balls to righties. Or, uh, it's forty. Yeah, but he's a great, he's in great park, man. Seattle's right. Seattle's a great park. Exactly, what I was gonna say. That's exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. Is like he gets that boost at being at home, and that's why he hasn't really gotten tattooed at home. Is because yeah. that that forty five percent fly ball rate is not gonna kill you when you know you got super deep fences and all that. So, um, but yeah, like, and a strikeout rate's not terrible. I mean, seventeen to lefties, eighteen to righties. So, like, you know, he's okay. He's just not a guy like I nor I typically target unless it's against a team like that super struggles against lefties. You know, so um, so yeah, it's a pass for me there, but I'm not necessarily gonna be picking on him either. He's a guy like you know you just gotta stay away from it, like you know on both sides. So especially when we have twelve games, it's you don't have to like dig that deep and go there. Uh, no interest here, obviously, in like Jason Aquino or Bridwell, uh, Fister, Kashner. Perdomo's uh, no, no, a guy. Yeah. Sometimes we have interesting because he has that good uh, ground ball uh, stuff that he throws, but not interested here against Cleveland. Uh, Garza gets hit super hard. Never a guy we want to target. Um, 
I haven't targeted Garza since like 2012. Uh, ben Lively, uh, we said no to. Uh, Jaime Garcia, uh, no thanks in SunTrust against Houston. Um, Scott Feldman, I know that sometimes you're on Scott Feldman, but he's in cores. I, I'm pretty sure you're going to say no there, right? No, I'm not sometimes on Scott Feldman. I got lucky one day with Scott Feldman. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I, that comes hey, man, was if, so gross. If I, I got to deal, deal with the flack from the lock and load on Rhino, man, you're going to have to deal with that Feldman situation. Oh, there's, no, there's, no, there's no flack. I never touted it. I just I, I fit my last spot in the team, and pitching is terrible. And I said, hey, that Cubs lineup looks bad, and it made my team work. So uh, he, he got me a big game, man. He got me a – yeah, I mean, a huge game, like 31 points on DraftKings. So, uh, I, I'm dipped. Yeah, but no, no way do I touch a Scott Feldman in cores. I, I don't care how bad the, the Colorado lineup they roll out is. How about this Ty Black kid? I mean, I know that we're all talking. No, no, you know, no, 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 no. He's going to get destroyed by those, those Tigers righties. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely mash lefties, right? So, uh, that's definitely going to be a spot to look. Uh, Edison Volquez in St. Louis. Uh no, I don't know. He's he, frustrating. He pitched man. a no hitter this year. Congrats! Like I don't. He's not that good. He's he's not good. Like he, he's just frustrating though, because he'll come out and throw like a gem, and then he'll come out and just get tattooed. Like it just it's so hard to like figure out what day he's gonna get shelled. Like he'll throw good games against like good teams too. Like he threw that no hitter against Arizona. You know, so like yeah, it's not it's not worth a guessing game with him. Just he's not that good. He'll get he'll get beat up most of the time. And every I mean, like every pitcher will always have a decent game at some at some point, like a good game. So let him have his good games when he does, and just move on. He's not worth rostering. Um, Miranda, we talked about Leak. We talked about Tan- Tanner Rock is not a guy I typically target, and th- there are some weather concerns here in this Washington game. I think we can both agree on a no. Danny Norris is not a guy that we typically target either, but he is going against San Francisco, so um, who we know has like you know uh, not a ton of power this season. Their their uh, their offense is is really not it's one of, one of the most watered down offenses in the league. So. Um, but they also don't strike out a ton, so it kind of limits the upside of pitchers. Uh, no interest in Danny Norris here, Travis? Or nah, nah. I'm I'm gonna pitcher. If you want to head over to catcher, we can do that. Wow, we didn't even talk about Musgrove, man. We got one more guy left. We got Joe Musgrove. I mean, you can play him. I'm I'm a pass on him. He's I frustrating, just... man. I love watching that kid throw in your yeah, life. Yeah, he's frustrating as anything. But he's like he'll like he has really good stuff, and I think he like. Like, when I watched Nola throw earlier in his career, I was always, like, preaching Nola hard. Then he'd get, like, shelled. And everyone's like, he sucks. I'm like, no, like, he has good stuff. Just let him develop. You know what I mean? I think Musgrove's going to develop, and we'll see him get better over the years. But, um, but yeah, right now in SunTrust against Atlanta where he's at, no thank you there. But, yeah, uh, okay, so I think we both agreed that uh, Alex Wood is our favorite pitcher, right? We're both on, on that as our top option. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, and uh, my second, my my top uh, SP two option here was Trevor Bauer. I believe that you said Godley was your S- top SP two. Um, I think he's an interesting like tournament pivot, like if you're playing game theory. Um, who would be your top SP two then? Like if you were uh, playing cash? Yeah, I'm trying to think like my my cash SP two, uh, which it's not a slate. I don't know if I'll definitely play a cash on the two SP two sites today. I still have to think about it and figure out if I want to. Um, I'll, I'll probably go with Bauer too. I just feel like everyone's going to just jump on Bauer and streaming against San Diego. won't burn you enough. He's been good this year. It's probably Bauer. Like he's the simple answer. 30% and, strikeout rate to righties, man. Don't forget that he's having a great season in that regard. So it lines up nice for him. 
Yeah, I'll probably end up going with the, Bauer. The only thing, the only thing that could possibly make this matchup better for Bauer is if it was in Petco. That's the only. That's the only way. And other than that, you know, he's in a great spot. Hi, this is Josh Sir Giant, co-host of the Weekend Grind podcast at RotorGrinders.com. I just wanted to take a quick minute to let you guys know about Fantasy Draft. If you haven't signed up, you should sign up now and use the promo code GRINDERS. With this promo code, you get 4% cash back for 90 days and up to $5,000 in entry fees, which is an excellent bonus and the best bonus that you can get at Fantasy Draft. On top of that, you also get three months of free access to Fantasy Draft premium content at Roto Grinders. This gives you an edge on the field and helps you build better lineups. Definitely something to take advantage of. That's FantasyDraft.com, promo code GRINDERS. All right, so with that, we're going to move on to the catcher position here. Um... You know, catcher, again, is a spot that Travis and I usually like to save money, try to find some cheap home runs, correlate to the rest of the lineup. So, Fantasy Draft, our sponsor site, you don't have to play a catcher, so that's a nice little plus there if you don't see any catchers that you love. But, um, Travis, why don't you kick us off at catcher here? Who are you looking at? Uh, yeah, so I think uh, catcher, uh, I think going one of these uh, Milwaukee catchers, either Manny, Pena, or Jet Bandy, uh, I'm pretty sure Pena will be in there. I, I think Pena is a guy I like a ton. I uh, should have a lot of interest in him, and I'll probably play him on a bunch of my lineups. I, I like, uh, so, you know, Buster Posey, if you have the money against a lefty, right? Like, that seems like a great idea. And a, uh, and a big park up shift for him. Like, uh, the park he plays in is a really, really tough hitter's park. Uh, it's the best pitcher's park in the league in San Francisco. And now he gets playing Detroit. Uh, so that'll help him out a little bit. Don't mind him. Then like Evan Gaddis against Jaime Garcia against a lefty. Uh, could be back in cleanup or fifth. Like, and Evan Gaddis is a guy like a ton today. I think he's a really good uh, catcher option. How about you, Josh? Who are your favorite catchers? Uh, you know, there's there's a few good options here. I I do like the Evan Gaddis call a lot in SunTrust. Gets that nice park upgrade going against the lefty. We know that he matches lefty throughout his career. I said that yesterday. Went out and hit the ball well. I think he'll do so again today as long as he's in the lineup. I think Manny Pino was a good call on your part, too. I think that you could definitely target some of these Brewers, and um, Pino would probably be one of the guys you'd want to correlate in your stacks. I really like James McCann a lot going against the lefty here at home. Uh, McCann is a guy that we know hits lefties really well. He's always super cheap. He is probably going to be batting at the bottom of the order, which is fine. Uh I think that he'll make a fine addition to any Tiger stacks that you're building or mini stacks. I'll definitely have some Tiger bats in my lineup today. So would like to have some James McCann stock going against the lefty, and he's super cheap. And he's got, you know, he's got some pop in his bat against lefties. So, uh, you know, cheap power in a catcher position for, uh, you know, in a very potent offense that you want to have stock in. I think I'll take that. So I, I think McCann is probably James McCann. Let me make that clear. Not his brother, who is... Uh, also playing on the Astros game if he's in the lineup. James McCann on the Tigers is my top point-per-dollar play at catcher. And uh, if I'm going to pay up, I'll probably end up going to Evan Gaddis. So that's where I'm at on catcher. Who's your top two, Travis? Uh, top two, I'll go with I'll go with Pena and Evan Gaddis. That'll be my two. All right. So with that, we'll move on to first base. The <laughs> super-loaded potato position here every every slate so many options man there's so many options at first base and no this slate is no different we got miggy going against tyson black going against the lefty victor martinez hitting the ball again well and he's still super cheap so you get him at a discount you know um i'd rather probably go with miggy there but wouldn't fault you if you want to get victor martinez to go a little different in your tiger stack tough that they're both at the same position so you got to make a decision there uh freddie freeman's back and uh at home in suntrust going against 
Joseph Musgrove, who we know has his struggles against lefties. So Freeman is a guy you could definitely look at. Him and Matt Adams might also both be in the lineup in the you know, spot where you have to decide between two first basemen. I think that Freeman definitely is in play coming back. You know, Still has that pop in his bat. And uh, always a guy you want to target at home against righties and SunTrust. But I think uh, I think I might have to go back to Moreland here, man. Like you know, we we've shown him a lot of love on on our podcast, and going against Kashner, who we know has like major struggles against lefties. You know, he was doing okay against righties all season, but lefties, you know, it was just it was gonna you know the hard contact he's been giving up the fly balls are gonna catch up, and uh, now we got it a hot day, hot human day in Texas. You know, going against Mitch Moreland here, I think that looks good for Moreland. You know, he has caught up in price a little bit, but. Still like him as my top option at first base on the slate. So, um, but again, there's just so many other options you can look at. You can still look at Mark Reynolds, you know, in cores. Uh, I think Vado is a guy you can look at, even though he's priced up. I don't think Carpenter's a terrible play. Uh, it's just just so many options at first base. So you know, you kind of have to uh, water it down a little bit, you know, so this way you could decide where you want to go. Uh, and Valencia too, I think makes sense in your Seattle stacks. He's super cheap across the industry, but. Uh, but, yeah, Mitch Moreland's going to be my top option at first base on the slate, going against a guy who struggles against lefties in a you know hitter's ballpark on a hot, humid day. So that's where I'm at at first base. How about you, Travis? Yeah, there's there's a lot of good options. Like, we got Votto at the top. I mean, against a righty uh, in cores. I mean, that's just a great matchup for him. He's a great hitter. Uh, Freddie Freeman, too, against Musgrove. I think that's you know him coming back. He can be an interesting tournament option that people maybe don't play, and you play a nice one-off. Uh, I'll still consider Eric Thames against the lefty. I don't hate playing him against lefties and uh, in this ballpark uh, against a guy like Aquino, who's not that good. We'll probably get the Baltimore bullpen too. Like I think uh, Thames is, is a really good option to still play too. Uh, my favorite play on the slate though, uh, for sure is Miguel Cabrera. Uh, I mean, he's, he's in a great spot against Ty Blash. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of exposure to him uh, if I can get him at the price, at his price tag. Uh, he's only uh, 4K on DraftKings specifically, which is just way, way too cheap. Uh, so I like him. Don't mind your Matt Carpenter call. Uh, I think he's a, he's a good option against Volquez. Bat, likely bat him first, uh, so that's always good. And uh, another guy I like in tournaments is uh, like uh, you can go Trey Mancini. If you're doing a Baltimore stack, I like kind of putting him in at first because a lot of people don't like to play him, and he's been crushing right-handed pitching just all year long, and Matt Garza is just not good. Uh, so I think he's another guy to consider for sure. Uh, it's just a position that's – Loaded and, uh, you know, try and get at your exposure as much as possible without spreading yourself too thin. That would be my uh, my guess. But uh, if I had to say my top two options at first, I'll go with Miguel Cabrera and uh, Eric Thames. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I'll go with Mitch Moreland and Miguel Cabrera. I think uh, I'm going to have a lot of Tigers in my lineup. So um, that's where I'm going to go there. And I think I'll have a few of those Boston lefties sprinkled in. I think it's the best route to go with the, the Red Sox is, is pick those power lefties. So, um, so yeah, Miggy, Moreland, and then and then Miggy's close behind. Um, so that's where I'm going to be at first base. Let's move on to second base. Travis, you kick us off here at second. Who are you looking at at second base? Yeah, second base, uh, looking at second. I, I mean, I'm <laughs> – Scooter Jeanette, I don't care. I'm still not paying for him. Uh, I'd rather pay it for some of these other guys, right? Like uh, Jose Ramirez, I always just make sure to make this disclaimer. Like, if you're stacking Cleveland, make sure you play him. Like, this guy is just absolutely on fire. Uh, you know, I like him a ton always. Daniel Murphy, uh, I mean, dude, just against the Mets, he just doesn't care. Like, it's all the revenge, man. He just just absolutely destroys the Mets. So, like, I don't even care that it's Jacob DeGrom. If I had to play one 
if you told me you, you play one national and you play Daniel Murphy, like, but you don't need to play nationals. But if you want to, like, this guy's just absolutely on fire uh, against the Mets. It's absolutely insane, but probably you don't need to like go out of your way, but I'm just saying, if you wanted to play one national, that's the guy I would play. Uh, he is just hashtag good. Uh, besides that, uh, Brian Dozier, uh, I'd love to play him. Uh, he's just cheap on sites against a guy like Birdwell. Uh, it just seems like a really good spot. If we can get Jonathan VR batting first for Milwaukee, uh, I can definitely get some interest in that and get behind that on this slate. Uh, what about you, Josh? Who do you like at second base? Uh, I think I'm going to have a ton of Kinsler. Just like I said, I really like these Detroit bats in this spot. I think Kinsler is in a very good spot, so we'll be targeting him a ton. Um, I think that uh, you could definitely make a case for Jason Kipnis here, uh, still priced down. Uh, you know, a decent price you could get him. And uh, this this Cleveland, you know, I usually don't like targeting guys against Perdomo, especially because, like I said, he has the good ground ball stuff. But uh, they are in Cleveland, Hitters Park, and uh, Kipnis can hit the ball well. So uh, hits righties really well, gets that leadoff spot. So definitely make a case for Kipnis there. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm, I'm mostly just going to, sh- you know, focus on getting a lot of Kinsler in there and, and completing up some of my mini stacks with the Tigers or full stacks with the Tigers. Uh, I'm not going to stray too far away from that. I think Brandon Phillips comes at a nice discount, too, going against Musgrove here. Uh, 3.3 on DraftKings. Super cheap on Fantasy Draft, too. So um, Brandon Phillips is definitely a nice value option. But as I said, mostly just uh, some Kinsler. Oh, and uh, Odor, of course. I uh, can't forget Odor. I think Odor is in a great spot um, going against Doug Fister here in a hot and humid day in Texas. We like to target our hitters there, too. So. As long as the weather holds up, which it looks like it should, I think that Odor is a fine option. So my uh, my top two will probably be um, Kinsler and Odor um, with uh, with Kipnis not too far behind and Brandon Phillips as a nice value option. Uh, who are your top two here, Travis? Uh, yeah, man, I really don't like second base today a ton, but my top two are like Dozier. Like I'll probably play him and uh... – Hmm. I'm trying to think of who my second would be. I don't really like second a ton, but there's some options I might just like sprinkle in and out. Um, I think Ken's was a really good option, right? I'm gonna have a lot of exposure to these Tigers, and I didn't mention I was saving for you, but uh, I'll, I'll say Kinsler as well. Uh, but I like Dozier a lot. He's like kind of a guy. I'm a, it looks like I might focus on a lot on this slate. All right, we'll move on to third base now to the hot corner. Uh, again, you know. Keeping that trend alive, definitely looking at Castellanos, really liking these Detroit bats. So Castellanos is a top option for me here. Don't mind some Manny Machado. He's super, super cheap on DraftKings and a fantasy draft. DraftKings has him at 3.5K. Um, just to, you know, That jumps off the page for me for, for Machado um, anytime that he's on the slate. Machado is a uh, you know, big power bat. Struggled a little bit this season. You know, his, his batting average is kind of low, but... I think we'll see some positive regression, and this is a spot where we can see it, especially in a nice hitter's park, one of the best hitting environments in the league in Milwaukee. Uh, Machado definitely makes sense at this price tag. Uh, I also have some interest in Sano, uh, one of the you know hardest-hitting guys in the league going against Bridwell uh, in Minnesota. Definitely like him a lot. This Minnesota team is projected to score uh, close to six runs, so... You want to get some stock in there. You, you know, I like your Dozier call there, too. If I'm going to play Sano, I'll probably pair him up with some Dozier. Make a nice little correlation play there. I think that makes sense. Um, I don't mind some Joey Gallo, even if he's batting in that nine hole. The guy just has a ton, a ton of power against righties. Highest ISO in the, on on his team against righties. So um, 
I think Gallo makes makes some sense, especially you know if you want to do a little wraparound to go like Gallo, like Chu and Mazzara. I think that uh, that makes a, a, a fine play there too. Um, of course, interest in Arenado, but I just don't think I'm going to have the cap for him in my builds on this slate. So probably won't have too much Arenado, even though I think he's a great play. Definitely a top option anytime he's playing at home uh, against a fly ball pitcher like Feldman. Um, yeah, so that's about where I'm at. Um, I I really really like uh, you know Castellanos as, as a nice like I said addition to my uh, to my Detroit bats here. But I do, uh, I do like um, some Gallo too, and uh, some Sano. So that's where I'm at right now, there. Travis, how about you? Yeah, Sano's my top guy. Uh, love him a ton. If I can get him in, I want to get him in a lot. I'll probably pair, pair him and Dozier a bunch. Uh, I love the Machado price tag. I mean, he's only three two on Fanduel, which is crazy. DraftKings, you said his price is crazy too. Uh, I wonder where Fantasy Draft has him. I'm pulling it up now to make sure he's at six point eight k, which is way too cheap. So I'm going to play him there too. Uh, I also Fandle put Freddie Freeman as third base eligible. So uh, now that he's playing third, uh, I guess they moved him over. Maybe DraftKings will move him over a little bit. Uh, fantasy draft, it doesn't really matter. He's in field no matter what. Uh, but I think Freddie Freeman's a guy to really like and consider here in this spot. Like we talked about first base a little bit, but third base is a guy I want to you know want to mention uh, for Fandle specific, right? You can get him over there and still get a first baseman in with you. So it's basically like you're playing two first basemen. Uh, also like JJ Erico, I think he's good against uh, Edison Volquez. I uh, have some interest in him, and uh, yeah, I did say Manny Machado, right? I wanted to like reiterate like I know you said like you brought up really good points about him too, but like Manny Machado, man, he's a guy that's just. When he he's just too talented of a hitter to be priced at this tag. I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm gonna make sure to get a ton of exposure to him. And then uh, it's you know we didn't even mention the Coors bat. So Arenado, you always have to have interest in Arenado, right? And Suarez. So I I'll mentioned probably just, him, Travis. Oh, uh, did you? I yeah. missed it. Well, I said uh, I said I probably won't have enough uh, cap in my builds to play him on the slate, but he's definitely a top option at home. Yeah, that sounds about right. And like, I'll probably when I'm building Coors build, I'll try and mash him in if I can. But yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna load up on Coors today. Uh, Feldman and John Gray, maybe they'll be able to get by. And not, it's not a huge blow up spot. But uh, I don't know. It's 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 tough with the to be able to fit them in with the cap that they're at. And there's a lot of good bets all around the industry. So, but. Machado at that price. I'm just saying Machado at that price tag just too cheap, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's insane. So for me, my my, my top third baseman are Sano and Manny Machado. Uh, how about you, Josh? Yeah, I'd go Manny Machado and then uh, maybe uh, Sano or like Castellanos to me would be in the same category depending on where I go. Like I'll put like Kinsler and Castellanos together on those builds, and then on the roster builds with my uh, <clears throat> with my uh, Minnesota bats, I'll put Sano and Dozier together. But uh, I also, like like I said, I, I want to give an honorable mention to Joey Gallo um, in this hitting environment against against the righty. I think that's definitely a spot you could look at, too. So let's move on to short, Travis. Kick us off at shortstop. Who are you looking at here? Yeah, uh, shortstop. I don't love shortstop today. Um, there's a lot of guys, like, you know, talented players, but just not in spots that I'm in love with paying up for. And I don't think I'm going to be paying up at shortstop. just doesn't seem like the most ideal situation. 
Uh, you know, we have a Correa has a thumb injury, uh, so we don't know what his status will be for sure. Got guys like uh, Corey Seager. You know, he's a good play as always, but it's against Godley, not the best matchup. And then you have Cozart and Story, and they're priced up. Uh, if I if I can get them in, sure, but they're pretty priced up for. And I mean, I know they're talented, but I'd rather Cozart against the lefty, and I'd rather Trevor Story against the lefty. So that's the issue with them. Uh, Xander Bogarts, I really hate rostering, so he's a guy I don't like to. But uh, I think like a guy like Francisco Lindor, uh, if you can get him cheap on a site, uh, I like him against Perdomo. I know Perdomo is a guy we don't really want to like target, but uh, you know, Fandle specifically, three point three k. I like that price tag a ton. Uh, I think it's like a tag that you can go for him at uh, Fandle or uh, DraftKings. He's 4.1k uh, fantasy draft. I don't need to play a shortstop, and you know what? I'm probably not going to play a shortstop on uh, fantasy draft. So. Unless there's one that really like sticks out on the page throughout the day and it really starts to catch my eye and gets a good lineup spot. I think if like a Jose Peraza bats towards the top, I could see him maybe getting interesting. Uh, obviously, that can happen uh, with with course games. And if any shortstop like kind of gets a bump in the order, uh, I can gain interest in them throughout the day. But uh, yeah, it gets kind of tough. I also kind of like, uh, I don't think Brandon Crawford's a terrible idea. Crawford's been hitting the ball really well recently. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, he's got some good exit velocity last 15 days, so I have no arguments with him. Uh, I don't know what you think about Freddie Galvis, but him batting second, man. He's got a uh, two big games in a row since the baby narrative. Uh, I don't know, but him batting second just for a cheap price tag is something to consider, right? Uh, but there's there's tons of different guys at shortstop in all different tiers, but uh, whatever fits your price tag. There's no one that, like, really sticks out that I'm absolutely, like, just totally all in on, right? I'm just going to kind of let it dictate my last uh, my last spot that I fit in or let it fit in my stacks. Yeah, I'm having a hard time at short here. I'm uh, not really in love with any of the prices or the plays here, so it's going to be a little bit difficult um, to, to really find out where I want to go. Um, like, I really, like, if price wasn't a thing, I would really like Carlos Correa here um, in SunTrust against a lefty. Guy has so much pop in his bat, has so much speed, you know, he could get you a jack in a bag, and just so much upside anytime he's going against a lefty here, or, you know, in general, anytime he's on the slate. So, um, but he's just priced so high. It's just hard to, like, fit him into my laps. Lindor, I like the call on FanDuel. Definitely a great price over there. DraftKings, though, he's 4.1, so you're not really getting a discount on him over there. Uh, it seems like he's sitting around that price range for a while now. Um,. It, short's just a tough position here, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit difficult to figure out like exactly where I'm gonna end up going. Like if I'm gonna pay four point one, I mean then I could find a way to get Cozart or Trevor Story into my lineup in that cores game, and I don't really want to be jamming in shortstops and cores like if I don't have to, you know. So um, unless they're in like a great great spot, which neither of them, you know, like I mean Trevor Story yeah is in a great spot, but like not like I'd rather have him at home against a lefty, you know what I mean, where he hits lefties really well. Segura, too, against the lefty, I think, is in play, but, you know, he's in Safeco, and Vargas is not a terrible pitcher. So, again, like, you know, it's it's like it's kind of a tough spot to figure out exactly where you want to go. So I think it's going to just come down to, like, how much cap I have and how much correlation I can make. Like, if price wasn't a thing, like I said, Korea is my top option. I don't hate the Freddie Galvis call. Has been hitting the ball well, and we know that Cole, um, you know, we generally, like, people stay away from hitters against Cole because of the name. Um, but, you know, he can get hit. He's definitely hittable. And Vegas has this Phillies lineup uh, projected to score over four runs. So the runs are going to come from somewhere. Galvis might be a part of that. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, if, if I think if I'm paying up, I'll go with Korea. And if I'm looking for some value, uh, I don't mind the Galvis call. Uh, and I'm also going to have some interest in... Uh, these Minnesota 
shortstops Escobar and Polanco. I think that they're both uh, underpriced, especially Polanco on DraftKings 3.3K, I think, is a nice value option there, even though he's batting at the bottom of the lineup most likely. Still like him there. And, of course, the Coors bats, Coors Art and Story, both in play. So uh, more about, like I said, wh- how much cap I'm going to have left. Probably going to be the last position I fill in in my lineup, you know. Um, get all the guys I like and then see how much I have left after that. That's where I'm going to be. Yeah, that sounds about right for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> so one of those, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of depth at the position. So just work around your lineup. See how your construction goes. Fill that position in last. And uh, that would be my advice there. And whatever you have in cap, find the best option you can with that cap you have left. So let's move on to outfield here, Travis. Uh, you know, this is where it gets fun. So many options here in outfield. Uh, obviously, we're going to have interest in those Detroit outfielders. Uh, Upton, especially. Uh, J.D., you know, uh, J.D. and Upton are going to be in a ton of my lineups. Both of them hit lefties really well at home. And uh, both have been, you know, Upton's been absolutely mashing, man. He's just been on fire. And we know the power that J.D. has. He came off the DL and just was, like, hitting home runs left and right. Like, you know, we know what he can do. So definitely in play. I think that uh, Springer is a top option against the lefty here at SunTrust. One of the best hitters in the league against lefties and just doesn't seem to get enough love for that. But guy can definitely hit lefties really well. Chu, Mazzara, Gomez all in play. Preferably Chu and Mazzara pitting those lefties against Fister in that hot and humid Texas environment. The lefties um, in Texas, I said I liked a lot. Like, sure, Betts is always a good play, Mookie Betts, but I uh, really like Ben Benintendi here. I think he makes a fine correlation play to Mitch Moreland. They'll probably be batting back-to-back in the lineup, too, which helps the correlation a ton because one could drive the other one in. Um, and, you know, you get that correlation going. If we're looking at Minnesota bats, think that... Uh, that Grossman and Kepler are both in play. Really like Kepler a lot. Uh, one of my favorite bats uh, at home against righties here. Always always looking at Kepler. Obviously going to have interest in those Coors bats. So, you know, I know you like your boy Bill Hamilton. He's on the slate here. Duvall priced a little bit too high for me, but I think that he makes sense if you want to stack the game. Uh, Shebler I don't mind, but really interested in Blackman. And cargo, man, uh, it's free cargo day again on, on DraftKings. He came back yesterday, and they had him at 4.2. Uh, and it looked like, okay, they were going to start getting his price right when he's at home in cores, But now he's 3.4 on DraftKings again. So uh, it's going to be like he's going to be super chalky at that price tag uh, with good reason. So uh, make sure you get your cargo into your cash games at the very least at 3.4 and uh, take that free square. Um, and tournaments, I think you can play him at 3.42. It just opens up so many options when you get a guy with popping his bat at home in cores. Uh, you know, against a bad pitcher, a fly ball pitcher. Cargo is going to be in a ton of my lineups, if not all of them. Uh, and Nelson Cruz against a lefty. You know, it's you know he's at home, which is uh, you know uh, pitcher's park, but it's Nelson Cruz against a lefty. So definitely want to target him there. Uh, not trying to steal all the guys here, Travis, but that's that's where my uh, that's where my interest lies in the outfield on this slate. How about you? Oh uh, yeah, no, totally agree with a lot of those plays. Uh, I mean, the, the core bats, of course, like Charlie Blackman and Cargo, like load up on them, love them today. I think Mookie Betts is a really good option against Andrew Kashner. Uh, I think he, we think we should look at him. And I think said Ben Intendi makes sense. Uh, no one's better than my boy Jupton today, though, man. I've been all over Jupton, and he Justin Upton's like oh, he's a beast, man. Only three point three k on Fanduel. Like, just make sure you get him in your lineups. Uh, and like he's a guy that's gets super streaky, right? He just hit two. Uh, he just he had just had two big games, twenty eight point seven and twenty eight point two. Like uh, ride Jupton out, man. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep riding him out, and I, I'm 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 excited to play him today uh, against the lefty. Love JD Martinez, of course. Like he's in an absolute great spot today. Uh, definitely excited to roster him, right? He's just a guy that. Uh, 
he's got huge upside. So, and again, in the match against Ty Blash, I mean, it just makes a ton of sense to play him. Uh, George Springer, if you have the money, sure. I just don't know if we'll have that money for him. Uh, and again, like, uh, Billy Hamilton, yeah, I would love him in this matchup. I love Adam Duvall. He's another great play uh, in cores, but I just don't know if I have the money for him for sure. It's going to be tough uh, with paying up for wood and wanting all these options. I also like... Uh like uh, Sin Chu Chu, I think he's a he's a really good guy against Doug Fister, uh, Mazzara. You can get those uh, Texas bats and really load up there. Uh, some other guys, I and I didn't really mention them. I think it's like a, a it's a sneaky stack I'm gonna like today. Uh, is uh, some of these Pirates bats right? Kind of load up on them in the outfield against Ben Lively. Uh, we got guys like Adam Frazier, Andrew McCutcheon, Polanco. Uh, you know, McCutcheon hit two homers yesterday. He's a guy I like again today. Uh, he's kind of heated up a little bit here, and I, I think I'll ride him out a little bit more. But some of these Pirates bats, like I didn't mention them earlier, but like, you know, Josh Bell, uh, even a David Freeze, like some of these Pirates bats, I think are just going to be like go totally underlooked, and they have a pretty high total. Uh, I'm not saying I'm using it as my stack of the day or anything like that, but they're at a five run total for the Pittsburgh Pirates in a small ballpark against a bad pitcher. Like, uh, a lot of these outfielders will definitely have interest in like Adam Frazier batting first is the guy I might consider a ton in cash, uh, just because he's a guy, got a cheap price tag on some sites in the, on some sites in the industry. Uh, but you know, if you have the money from a cut great, I wouldn't mind playing him as well, but, uh, outfield is loaded as usual. Uh, again, I kind of, you know, whatever my stack, uh, kind of gives me, that's how I kind of do it normally. But, uh, there's a lot of home run pop here and make sure you have a guy that's got some upside when you're, uh, when you're building your rosters. Yeah. It's all about the upside, finding those home runs, and I think there's a lot of home run potential in these outfields today. Uh, definitely don't want to overlook that Texas game. It's hard, you know. It's easy to do that after, especially after yesterday, when it kind of let you down. And you know, there's a game at Coors that lets you down. Um, still target these games. You know, we we still have good spots, and you know, in, in the long run, it will pan out if you uh, keep picking guys in the right spots here. So that's where you want to go. Anything else you want to mention here before we move on to the stack of the day? Nah, let's go over the stack of the day. All right. Stack of the daytime. Uh, as usual, we are going to exclude the Coors game um, from the stack of the day just because we feel like um, that's, you know, pretty much an, an easy one. You, If you have the cap and you want to do it, you know, it's, it's always good to stack up Coors. So uh, we'll exclude them from our stacks of the day here and, uh, and, and look for other places to stack. So, uh, Travis, why don't you kick us off here? Who's going to be your stack of the day on the slate? Yeah, so uh, my stack of the day, you know, I talked about the Pirates a little bit. They, they're they going to be one that I like a lot, but I, I'm going to go super chalky here for you and just go the Tigers, man. Uh, I'll like, like, like I just said with the Pirates, right? They're like a low end offense. I'll just pair them with the Tigers, right? Tigers are going to probably be pretty chalky for a good reason, right? But uh, I, I want some exposure to these Tigers today. Uh, so they're, they're my favorite stack of the day. I'll load up on them on cash. Uh, I'll have some in tournaments, and uh, you know when I make a when I make a tiger stack, I'll uh, I'll throw in some some different guys, different bats that are lower owned to make sure my lineup is different, right? Uh, I'll throw in those maybe some pirates, right? No one's gonna play a lot of these guys here, so uh, I gave you two. I gave you a two for one today on my stack of the day, Josh. So tigers and pirates. All right. Um, well, I'll I'll do a little two for one too. Uh, obviously, I, I actually like the Tigers too, so I agree with you. They're my uh, they're one of my top stacks too, right behind Coors. Um, I really like a Rangers stack on this slate. I think that the Rangers the Rangers are going to put up a ton of runs against Fister here at home in this in this uh, hitting environment. They're in a great hitters ballpark, a great you know great weather, and they get a great pitcher to go against here who struggles against lefties. So 
uh, I'll put the, the Rangers as my stack of the day. And if I'm going to give you a two-for-one, I'll, I'll throw the Astros in there too. Uh, they're a team that has a lot of patience at the plate, a lot of pop in their bats, a lot of speed on the base paths, always priced up. So um, people tend to kind of uh, stay away from them because they don't have the cap to stack them up. But if you can find a way to stack up some Astros on this slate, go ahead and do so. I think it'll pay off well on the slate. So that's where my two-for-one on the stack of the day for you there. Yeah, just something funny, Josh. I saw yesterday, like the winning lineup had uh, what what we said, right? Like you didn't like at least on Fanduel, the one team I looked at, and I was just like, looked to see what was first. It was Trevor Cahill, and I was like, oh, like, but uh, why is Trevor Cahill in there if the Coors bats weren't in there? It was the Astros bats, like loaded up with like another bat, right? But like the Astros are super expensive, so uh, yeah, I think it's just like more reason why I'm like even in like tournaments, I'm just like pay down for pitchers because man, when these like when these offenses just go off that are like have super high price guys and like they hit two home runs like you kind of just need them on the slate yeah the bats are the ones that win the tournaments nowadays not the pitching but uh but that's something that we definitely have to pay attention to and uh, make sure that you you don't slack on these bats so uh so i think that's where we're at we covered the slate for you guys anything else you want to mention here travis before we sign off uh no yeah just uh i'm a little behind but uh i haven't I haven't posted it yet but my WNBA article i'll be doing that today so i'm gonna post that hopefully here shortly and uh yeah, you guys can check that out. Pretty good contest there today. So uh, check that out. I know some people have been asking on Twitter, but I'll uh, I'll have it out there shortly for you guys. Yeah, keep an eye out for that, man. Travis puts out such great WNBA content. It's insane the amount of deep digging this guy does. So uh, always keep an eye out for Travis's uh, WNBA articles here on Roto-Grinders. Great content. So with that, we covered the slate for you guys. July 5th here. A nice slate. Got some fun games to watch. Uh, as always, you can hit us up on Twitter. Give us both a follow. At Real Joshua Giant is my handle. At Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. Shoot over any questions or comments you guys might have. We love interacting with you guys. Uh, you know, the lineups are going to start breaking later in the day. So if you have any questions, if there's any surprises in the lineups, uh, we'll be sure to let you know, you know, who we're pivoting to or, uh, and you know, if there's any weather concerns, we'll definitely, uh, you know, let you know where we'd pivot to from there too. So go ahead and, 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 uh, give us both a follow and shoot over any questions, like I said. So, uh, we'll be back tomorrow though. We're here with you guys all week. We're loving this, you know, this is lots of fun and, uh, hope you guys enjoy the day and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Peace out, guys. do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 US only.